Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to TheMidnightDriveIn at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. Skype, motherfucker. Skype's been a bitch. They must have had an update today. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, knock it off, Microsoft. Quit trying to add stuff to improve your shit. It always turns out worse. So how's everybody's week? All right. Yeah. Everybody seems really excited. Baked, baked some pies. Uh, ate some pies. I like trying to, trying to remember what happened this week. That's like, for some reason, Halloween seems like a long time ago to me, but it turns out that was like a day and a half ago uh, as we record. <laughs> Do you anything fun for Halloween? I guess that'd be a no. That's like, a, a big negative for me. You guys are both breaking up. Is it possible that it's my end, or are you guys hearing each other break up? I, I can hear both of you just fine. I hear Noah just fine. I hear you just fine. See, I've heard you both fine there, but previously you broke up. Oh. I just asked if anybody did anything fun on Halloween. Yeah. Did you guys get to go see the Great Big Boo live in on uh, theater screens? It's very <laughs> exciting. I, I did not. No, you missed out on that. You probably don't want to talk about it. You want to save that for what we watch later? Yeah, what we watch later. <laughs> talk about the fucking musical stage performance that I had to sit through because it was rainy as shit on the Saturday before Halloween. <laughs> so what, you took your kid to see this? Yes. Oh. Yeah, obviously was, I didn't go by myself. That was a dumb move on your part. Well, it was that or be locked in the house with them all day. That's when you send him on his own. Like, if you want to see it so bad, go by yourself. I'm telling you, Doug, if I, you took my parenting t- tips, your life would be a lot better. I don't know if that's accurate, but... <laughs> I don't know. If you had sent them by yourself, you wouldn't have had to go. See, it already would have been better. Yeah, but there was lots of people there who I knew with their kids, and they all would have seen my child there alone. And yeah. instead of talking to you guys right now, I'd be talking to child services. <laughs> Seems less fun. <laughs> well, you got some dumb friends then. I didn't say friends. I said people I know. Okay. You know a bunch of snitches, then. How about that? Yeah. I don't know if that counts as snitching if the kid walks in. <laughs> Plus, there's, like, security at the door now when you go to the theater, so they would notice. Because you get a... We have our vaccine passport system, so you, oh. I'm sure they would figure it out if the kid walked in. They're like, if you're too young to need a vaccine, then you're too young to be at the theater by yourself. <laughs> You guys got security at your movie theaters? Well, it's a teenager with an app on his phone to scan your thing to see if you have your vaccine or not. Oh. You're doing better than us. We don't have that. Sounds great. Yeah. Damn it, Doug. It's kind of neat. Fuck Canada for, like, doing things. 
for, uh, for down here. That's keeping young away, vaccinated uh, out of our. Uh, yeah, down here that's called taking away per- people's personal freedoms. Yes, because you have an inherent God-given right to go to the movies or eat at yeah. a restaurant. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Yeah. You also, you also have the right to infect everyone else with a deadly disease because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. If you're afraid of getting the disease, you should stay home. That's their uh, logic. Not, you know, if you don't have a vaccine, maybe you should be the one to stay home. Yeah. Our government developed a nice little thing. So you get like a, one of those, what are they called? QR codes that you just have on your phone. Yeah. Every restaurant and stuff has a little app that they can just scan it. We have a shitty little paper card that is super easy to forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I took mine because I, I actually went and got my booster shot yesterday. And uh, I took mine with me. And it's the first time it's been out of the house since I initially got it. So I've been carrying mine in my wallet. Yeah. Mine's just going to fall apart if I do that. Do you just need them for anything, though? Like, why would you need it with you? Well, so a bunch of states tried to implement rules where you would have to show it to do certain things. And then a bunch of our psychotic Republican governors actually made it illegal for any entity or business to require any proof of vaccine to do it. That's good. I mean, That's it's good. insane. They're literally legislating, making it worse. Yep. That's uh, pretty, pretty awesome, Doug. You want to trade? No, no, I'm good. We had a bunch of people here that were upset because they thought that somebody might sell the kids not to go trick-or-treating but nobody tried to tell the kids not to go trick-or-treating so <laughs> it's just people with too much time on their hands that were yeah. needing to be upset about something which made me laugh because they're all like hey they should be allowed to go and it's like everyone agrees with you nobody's trying to stop them <laughs> at yes. all this year i had one group of four trick-or-treating oh, yeah? like that sucks the, the literally one yeah it's i i think i'm done doing candy just because i i kind of after trick-or-treating started i kind of went out on the street and looked and within eye shot of my house not a single other house was participating in giving out candy and i was like that sucks man i i it frustrates me to no end that like like every house should be given out candy there should be one rare exception right yeah, you, you should be the douchebag getting your fucking house toilet paper. Yeah. Halloween is is a celebration of childhood indulgence and vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> and it should stay that yeah. way. Yeah, we live on kind I, of I short we live on kind of a short street and the house right next to us is abandoned. It's been abandoned before we even move in. Um, which is great for property values. Uh, and then the house on the other side of us just got bought by a realtor who we think is going to flip it. So there's really nobody living there. Um, and then there's one guy across like catty corner across the street, his house looks like he grew up all the trees around his house to obscure his house from the road. So I'm pretty sure he was not handing out candy. Um, and then, uh, I think there's maybe... Uh, if we were to hand out candy, I think there's maybe like two other people on our street. 
So I think what happens is the kids walk down the block. They look down our street. They see like two porch lights. And they're like, man, let's go. Let's go down to this, yeah. this other one. And then they just skip it. So we pretty much just stopped handing out candy because it sucks. So we went over to our friend's house and their two kids went and they would live in one of those fancy, expensive, uh, new uh, housing developments where all the houses kind of look the same. Yeah. And say what you will, that fucking neighborhood was, it was like fucking Mardi Gras. People were out walking around with their kids and if they they weren't walking around then they were handing out candy and people, people pulled their fucking fire pits out onto their driveway and were just sitting there with the nice fire going, handing out candy. I was going to say the trend now, especially like, in in cities smaller cities like springfield and stuff is everyone basically buses their children to the nice neighborhood where the people with money live because they give better candy which is true i mean i respect that okay but i don't know i feel like you should also do your neighborhood i guess yeah i know Maybe it's rough. We ran into some people. We ran into some people in our neighborhood that had driven in from other neighborhoods. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I guess then we're in the good spot." Yeah, which is hilarious because there's like a Facebook group for our neighborhood, and everyone on it just complains constantly about everything. And I've never quite understood why, because I think it's quite a nice neighborhood. <laughs> it's not like the most high end, but it's fine. Yeah, I think I think next year what I'm going to do is instead of us buying like or normal big bag of fun size candy or whatever. I'm just going to go buy a sleeve of like good candy bars. And the kids that do come down, they're going to get a good fucking expensive candy bar. And then I can continue giving out candy and feeling good about myself while uh, not ending up with a giant bowl full of candy that I have to look at. and makes me feel sad. Oh, that's, that's a good plan, actually. No, I was trying to up his numbers by word of mouth. Like this house gives out full size candy bars. The problem is, if you do too good of a job, then you'll get like a million kids showing up. And right. you'll be expected to have full size candy bars for all of them. I don't know. I was I was talking to people at work about it. Halloween was always just. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming probably with you guys too because we're horror freaks. But uh, it's like my favorite fucking holiday, and I love it so much. And I feel like people have managed to just squeeze every last fucking drop of fun out of it. And now it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it, see, it does seem a lot less fun. Yeah, it My could be just we're very we're excited old. about it. Could be just a world. So, I don't think so, though. I still like I do think that when I was a kid, like I remember going house to house and it was every house. And now when I take my kid, it's. Like he goes up to the house, he comes back to the end of the driveway where I'm waiting and asks me which house is next. And I have to look for the ones with the lights on. And that, I just don't remember that being a problem right. when I was a kid. Well, there's that. And like, I don't know, you can't. I, I get that, like the the cheesy costumes and stuff have their place. But like you can't have super freaky costumes because people get all pissy about that. But yeah. you also can't wear any like of the old school costumes because now for better or worse they're like considered inappropriate you know what i mean 
<laughs> like Every, some, even is. something as silly as like cowboys and uh, Indians or something like that is is rightfully looked at as not good. But mm-hmm. when something that tame is forbidden, I mean, what the what the fuck are you supposed to do? It's yeah, it's just our society is less fun now than it used to be. It's the same thing though. If you were like thirteen, like we used to, I remember we used to like run around with like water guns and stuff on Halloween and shoot people. I mean, people would call the cops on you for that now, right? You know? Can you imagine like what would happen if kids got caught egging a house now? Like in the eighties, you would just be made to go clean it up or whatever if you got caught. I, I feel like now you'd be say, in America, around. if they're black, the cops will just shoot them. <laughs> yeah, they'll say the toilet paper was a I did, I, and they'll get away with it. I did see one nice story about a lady that pulled a gun on trick-or-treaters and started yelling at them for being on her lawn. Did you say nice story or vice story? I said nice story. I thought it was a fun story because she got arrested. So at the end of the day, I feel like it was at least an accomplishment there. Well, that's good. And she didn't murder any of the children. She only threatened to murder children. She didn't actually murder children. So there's, you know, no damage done whatsoever. It doesn't hurt children to have guns waved in their faces, does it? No, but I think during the act of it is the problem. <laughs> because you don't know what the, what the end result's going to be. Well, now that we've uh, thoroughly ruined our favorite holiday, um, do you want to talk about some movies for this week? You mean Thanksgiving movies? Yeah. The next holiday, <laughs> since we're recording ahead. Yeah, is that? I don't even understand when your holiday is, so I don't understand like if this is going to come out anywhere near Thanksgiving or not. It's uh, the it's the last Thursday of November. Yeah, yeah. And, I also don't know when our what our release schedule is like. So, and Noah will be gone that week. So, well, this this one will come out the week before, and we'll have a week off since Noah's gone. Even though we will have recorded some since then. I don't know. We're in a weird spot. It's an interesting. Thanksgiving's just an interesting holiday. Because in a lot of ways, it's my second favorite holiday. Christmas Christmas comes in third. Yeah, Christmas is terrible. See, I like I like Christmas. I like a lot of stuff about Christmas. But Thanksgiving, Never. you get yeah. some of the good shit about Christmas without any of the baggage that comes with Christmas. You never worked uh, retail during Christmas, did you, when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's why I fucking hate Christmas now. Try working, try working at a Kmart during Christmas time. I just like, I kind of like all of the, the, the bullshittery around Christmas, if that makes sense. Like, I like Christmas decorations. And I like uh, seeing my family, eating food, wrapping presents. Uh, what about when your uh, twin brother escapes from a mental asylum and you start killing people and blaming it on him? That is certainly the worst part of the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about blood rage and blood freak. Uh, and from what I could gather, Noah seems to thoroughly enjoy Blood Rage. Would you like to break it down for us? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, so he, I mean, Brian already said the basic gist of the plot. So, 
there are these two kids and they're at a drive-in movie theater chilling in the back of their car and their mom tries to get her fuck on and they see it and apparently one of the two brothers has some weird fucking murder boner issues that every time he sees his mom getting hot and heavy he needs to kill somebody so he hacks somebody up with an axe in the drive-in and then just casually hands it to his twin brother rubs blood on him and blames him uh, and the, and the other brother in, the other brother just kind of goes with it he doesn't try to well, protest they say he's like catatonic he was catatonic for years from witnessing it or whatever uh, or, or whatever it's not properly explained in the traditional sense but yeah doesn't doesn't <laughs> something like that uh and then we fast forward several years and the brother has finally got his memory back of that night and he knows that the other brother is actually the one who killed this person and that he didn't do anything so he escapes for some fucking reason like i don't i don't really quite understand his reason for the escape well the mom home. well it's so the it, it's so the movie can happen well there is that uh, the, the mom comes to talk to the doctor and she gives him a pumpkin pie and it freaks him out. So he squishes it and it seems like the doctor in her weird voiceover notes says that it looks like it has caused him to regress. And I wonder if he just, he just left. So, well, uh, there, I think the reason why he flips out with the pie and stuff is basically the doctor tells the mom that he's got his memory back and that he actually thinks that his brother's the one who did it and that he didn't do anything and all that. And that the doctor pretty much believes him. And the mom was like, no, Terry's a good kid. You're just my confused, messed up murderer, son. Here's a piece of pie, you piece of shit. Uh, Yes. So he comes home, and since he's escaped, the uh, crazy murder brother uses that as an excuse to go on a murderous rampage, slash 80 slasher style. Uh, and, and it's fucking great. Every fucking second of this movie's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it all. I was watching this, and I just remember thinking Noah's going to be so excited when he watches this. Oh my god, just the opening. And, and I'm talking about before the the kid smacks the dude in the fucking face with an axe which is pretty great <laughs> but even before that just there's something about the pure 80s-ness of it and the soundtrack and the way it's shot and all that that I was just like oh yeah <laughs> this is this is that 80s horror I've been looking for baby <laughs> it's the weird like forced opening scenario too where in order for this like opening to happen it's like the mom has to be on i think it's supposed to be like a first date but she brings her kids with her yeah and then the dude is totally comfortable like banging her in the front seat of the car while the kids are asleep in the back of the station wagon well attempted then getting pissed off when she decides she doesn't want to full-on fuck him in front of her kids uh, yeah, he's like, you, you know, you shouldn't uh, cart your kids around if this is good how you're going to be. It's just like, Jesus. Yeah, like, I God. think it, if you choose to bring the kids with you, you're acknowledging inherently that you're probably not going to be having sex that night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It was so weird and forced, but it made me chuckle because well, I'm just like, a, they don't know what they're doing. 
is the movie goes on well, once again. So this is an 80s slasher, so I'm not going to pretend like they do great with the subtext and stuff. No. But I think the no. insinuation is supposed to be that clearly the mother is mentally ill. Is she mentally ill or is she just annoying as fuck? No, I think <laughs> I think she's legit supposed to be messed up. And, okay. And due to due to the fact that it's the 80s, that's not handled very well. And it's just the idea of, well, she's crazy pants, so her kids are crazy pants, of course. <laughs> you know. All right. I I am gonna float it out there that it's possible that she's just annoying as fuck. Oh no. Maybe it's poorly handled mental illness, or maybe it's just she's an annoying person. I don't I think I, it's both are poorly, I think both I, are plausible. I think it's really? poorly handled mental illness. Because obviously she gets stressed out and she decides, well, I mean, people are dying. I was told to stay in my apartment for fear of, you know, being killed by my homicidal son who disappeared from a mental asylum. Uh, maybe I should just start eating leftovers on the floor and then vacuuming for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the eating the the stuff out of the refrigerator on the floor and the fact that she's got, I mean, even the way she dresses, which isn't doesn't totally, like, it's not the way a a person who's all together dresses, if that makes sense. And and it's not just them trying to skank her up. She's like wearing pigtails that kind of look a little wild. And, and she's wearing that weird dress that basically has her like weird old lady tits out. And it's just I don't there's just a whole bunch about her behavior and stuff to me that screams. OK, that she's not. Right. Yeah, it definitely felt like during the murder spree at the end that she was kind of breaking down and not able to handle it. But I, I didn't pick up earlier in the film that she was supposed to be sort of mentally irregular. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they put it out on Front Street, but anytime they cut back to her, it's like, well, she's obviously fucking lost it. Yeah, yeah, she's she's unwell, and then the fact that she's drinking and stuff doesn't help any of it. Yeah, I don't blame her. If my murderous son escaped from an insane asylum after I after I yelled at the doctor, I'd go have a drink, too. So, uh, but yeah, man, this movie, it's got great kills. <laughs> Fucking uh, the special that's effects. <laughs> well, uh, well, there's just so much like so the. The like special effects aren't upper upper echelon 80s, but they're great. You know what I mean? They're great and they're gory and they're. At certain points, kind of ridiculous, which is which is perfectly fine. Um, Is that weird sweet spot where they're not particularly super good, but they're kind of somewhat bad, and that makes them perfect? Right, right. They work. They work well enough to get the point across and make it fun. Yeah, and in some cases, it's more fun because you don't feel like you're looking at real severed body parts. So you're allowed to just laugh at it when the severed body parts continue to move after having been cut off, for example. You mean when the guy's hand gets cut off and he's holding a beer and it falls <laughs> to the floor? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, it's when, the uh, 80s, so there's a bunch of random, unnecessary tits just oh, thrown yeah, in so occasionally. Many. Yeah. There's that one scene where the girl takes a shower and it's like, this is not an appropriate time for you to take a shower. There's no reason for you to take a shower. Mm-hmm. There's the guy, like the killer guy shows up. So I'm like, okay, at least he's going to kill her in the shower. No, 
It's just, yeah. just a shower for no reason in the they're, middle of the movie. They're at a party, yeah. drinking. It gets broken up. They decide they're going to go play tennis. And it's the middle of the mm-hmm. night, so she goes and takes a shower before going to play tennis. Wow, mm-hmm. on, on what fucking wavelength does that work? Look, they got to get her in the shower somehow. Don't complain too much about it. Do, do you guys yeah. find it weird that the clean-cut twin that actually is the killer just looks way more like a menacing killer than the one that they're trying to make look disheveled and crazy? <laughs> Well, the one that's like disheveled and crazy just looks harmless. Like he looks like one of those, like he looks like a guy who's been locked up somewhere for 10 years for no good reason and is now having a little trouble readjusting to society. Now, I have a really important question here. I actually wrote this down. When the the manager guy who is going to marry the mom, when he's in his office and he gets attacked, is your favorite part of it the blood squirting out of his severed wrist or is it the hand like crawling around on the floor after it's been cut off because I couldn't decide what I liked more <laughs> a little bit of column A a little bit of column B I was like when the blood it shows the blood squirting out of his wrist first and I'm like yes and then it cuts to the hand and the hand is still trying to crawl on the ground like it's from <laughs> Evil Dead 2 and I'm like fucking up what how is this better than the blood squirting they keep saying it's not cranberry sauce. They say that a lot in this movie. It's a bit ridiculous. So good. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a good thing to compare this to because it's not it's not quite right to try to compare it to like some of the other 80s slashers. No. Like this is definitely not a Halloween-esque movie and it's definitely not a Friday the <laughs> 13th-esque movie. I feel uh, like maybe the... Prowler? Uh... I feel like the acting style fits in with like Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but, by, but I feel like the by effects... acting style, you mean somebody was telling them their lines two minutes before they recorded yeah. and they're all just trying to remember them as best they could. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the special effects in Slumber Party Massacre were, were better, obviously. Um, but then the effects are... I don't even know what I would compare the effects to. So what I would say about this movie, if if somebody hasn't seen it, it's this perfect sweet spot. That's like movies like like remember like Psycho Cop or whatever the hell the one that was we watched that was like slasher. Yeah, fuck yeah. It was like it was like zero budget slashers that came out where they they couldn't really do anything. You had that, and then you had like the other extreme is the Friday the Thirteenth, which were like higher end slashers. This is like that sweet halfway point between those two things where it's all the fun of watching the crappy zero budget horror, but with somewhat better effects than you get in those. Brian, so. you're, you're our resident wellspring of uh, trivia knowledge. Do you know why it took so long for this movie to get released? No idea. I looked at it on uh, IMDb, the trivia, and there was pretty much nothing. Just that they filmed it in what, like 81 or something. and didn't come out until like 84. I th- thought it was 83 and 87 but i can't oh, be wrong maybe yeah, it was it's, that. It's, it's one of those it was released in 87 but i think it's supposed to be set in 84 which is weird i wasn't sure why that was well it was filmed it was it, yeah it was filmed yeah. and then shelved and wasn't released for five years or whatever yeah that's super weird yeah i have no idea why yeah well that's where oh, i was yeah. too i was like i don't i get i get when that happens and the movie's like super bad but this this isn't any worse than anything that was coming out. 
at that time. Well, seems like it easily say easily would have went to the video store, but not right. eighty three. Seven, it would have right. Eighty three is a bit early for that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Is this? It really is great. Apparently, there's some kind of three disc special edition of this, and I kind of want it. Okay, we're getting caught in the weeds of all this unimportant <laughs> side detail. What about when he chops the psychiatrist lady right in half with that machete? And her two body parts are laying there. <laughs> and then later, his mentally disturbed brother comes and he's like trying to put the body back together. <laughs> he's kind of hugging the severed legs. God, that was awesome. <laughs> I was I was getting ready to say I don't know which which of those two things I like more, her getting chopped in half or him trying to put her back together. It's when when he when he finds her and starts trying to put her. That's when you you're like he is messed up, man. There's something wrong with this guy. I know he's not the one that did the killing, but he probably still shouldn't just be wandering around on his own either. I really I also really really like the uh, the special effect of I'm trying to think of who it was that got killed but the guy who he kind of gets behind him and he shoves the machete like through his back out his chest that looked really good yeah oh look really really good yeah. when he uses the uh, like it's I think it's like barbecue prongs that he jabs into the one guy's neck you don't see him go in the neck. But like they cut away and cut back, and it, I thought that one looked really, really good too, with the f- effect of the blood coming out of the neck and everything. There is yeah. some really good special effects. I was gonna say, I think he gets more machete action in this movie than uh, Jason gets in most of the movies. <laughs> yeah, when he when that one couple is having sex on the diving board for some reason, <laughs> just because we hadn't seen anyone naked in a few minutes, because they were about to have sex in the tennis court, and she's like, "This is stupid. We shouldn't do this here." So they go to a diving board where you would want to have sex. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and when he swipes that machete, and you don't really see much of the of the cutting, but the guy falls in the pool, and then the water just fills up with blood. That looks really cool. That was a good one. Yeah. So I've I still haven't found a reason why it didn't come out for like four years, but I did find out that there was like three different cuts of this movie with three different titles. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, like I watched it on Tubi, and it pops yeah. up as like it's it's called Blood Rage when you click on it, but the title card says Slasher or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it was originally released under the title Nightmare Shadow Woods. Which yeah. is a really fucking good name. Yeah. Yeah, but the not enough of the movie takes place in the woods for that name to make sense. Well, I think Shadow Woods was the name of the apartment complex. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. At one point, he literally runs by the giant sign that says. Shadow. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. I just didn't read the sign. I guess. Yeah. I um, feel like the kind of movie where I had to read things in order to understand. <laughs> yeah, it was a limited theatrical release. And this cut of the film was truncated a considerable amount of the gore special effects. So that would have been terrible. Uh, then it got edited again for cable television under the same name. Uh, but abbrevi- abbreviated much of the gore, but it contained a swimming pool scene not found in the 1987 VHS Blood Rage version by Prism Entertainment. Uh, da 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 da. And then, yeah, on that VHS, has all the gore, but then cuts out a swimming pool. I'm assuming the swimming pool scene where they're going to have sex on the diving board. 
Maybe oh, the okay. three disc special edition has all three versions. <laughs> I can watch uh, them back to back to back to analyze them. It, it does. <laughs> the yes. arrow, arrow put it out. Uh, yeah, in 2015, three disc limited edition Blu-ray combination set, which contained an additional Blu-ray disc featuring the Nightmare of Shadow Woods cut of the film, as well as outtakes and a composite cut. And then they released the standard two-disc Blu-ray in January 2017. Fuck yeah. So, and the version we watched is the one that Arrow put back together that has all the gore and everything put back in and is under the name Slasher. So, yeah. Which must yeah. have been the one we watched. Yeah. And the, uh, the transfer looked really good. So, I was actually considering picking this up. Because there is a lot of extra features on it, but yeah, I haven't this pulled is, the trigger yet. This is one of those ones that now that I've seen it, I'm like, why haven't I seen this before? <laughs> I this really go out of my way to find these time. 80s slashers, and I don't get how these ones slip through the cracks. This one, this one's been on my radar for a bit because it's been sitting on Tubi, just wanting to be watched. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Come on, Doug. There's just so much on there. I know, right? Happens quite often where I go into Tubi specifically to watch something and end up watching something else. <laughs> yeah, if you like horror movies, Tubi's a great service. Um, any other favorite parts of uh, Blood Rage? I mean, I mean, one okay. of the things I think that, as far as just uh, a clever filmmaking thing, when they just casually drop as the like the psychiatrist is like asking for directions of where to look for the guy, and they, oh yeah, by the way, there's a big nature trail back there, and I'm like, we're getting it to watch people get killed in the woods, and then certainly we do get that because everybody goes back to the nature trail, <laughs> and they obviously didn't have like a lot of time to shoot there because they it looks like they just put the camera in one spot and filmed every scene that takes place in the woods in the exact same spot, <laughs> but it's like that's that's a fun way to just add a new like a new location to your slasher for no good reason. Yeah. I like how there wasn't uh, really much of a trail. It was more just, I'm going to walk out into the woods. Yeah. Well, there was, and there was like that little boardwalk thing. I liked it. I thought that was just a fun little touch because one thing that the movie does good is like a lot of these kills take place in very different places, different apartments, poolside on the tennis court. Like they move it around a bit, right? Which makes it more fun. I, I really like the, Yeah. You just enjoy the the mom just shooting herself in the fucking head. Oh my you really god! Like that? Well, the, well, the whole thing of her showing up with the gun and and killing Terry, right? And you thinking that it's she's finally like come to grips with the fact that Terry's the one that's killing people, and that you know the mom kind of saved the day, only to find out that she oh. thought that that was the. Goofy son, and of course he loses his shit whenever he finds that out. Because, I mean, even after all this, she still thinks Terry's the good kid. And and then whenever she talk about a way to promote sibling rivalry, she blows her brains out. Yeah, I thought that was so dark. I like I actually rewound it. I'm like, I didn't see that right, did I? Like in this movie, they went with the mom shooting herself to end it. It doesn't seem appropriate. Oh, and the what? best thing it's... is the girl runs off, right? Yeah. And and so uh, poor brother who isn't Terry, whose name I can't remember. Todd. Todd. Todd is left there with all these dead bodies. And stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just. And he's a patient. 
and the one person who believed him is the doctor's dad. So, you know, he's getting blamed for all of this and he's going right back to the mental <laughs> institution again. Oh, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not a happy ending for anybody, really. I guess that one girl that ran off, she could just hide under some coats and wait for everything to to uh, wash away. But it's just fucking it's it's really dark the ending it's <laughs> the movie's so much fun and at the end they're like yeah but don't be happy about it because look <laughs> here's this poor lady killing herself after ha- feeling like she was forced to kill her son and then realizing she was forced to kill the other son mm. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing when I say things like that but it's just messed up <sighs> It was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. If you haven't watched Blood Rage, definitely give yeah. it a shot. If, especially if you love 80s slashers. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, like, your comparison to Slumber Party Massacre is a good one. Like, it's like, that's the the type of movie you're getting here. It's like, we're just here to watch people get killed. But yeah. luckily, they don't waste a lot of time doing anything else, so it's fine. <laughs> we're going to have the occasional bout of shitty dialogue where it's just like, oh, look, the girl's babysitting, and then the mom will come home. And then the killer guy will just kill all those people. So it'll be fine. But it's just <laughs> everything that happens that's not a killing is pretty much pointless. That's not true. There's teats. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're not even plot relevant teats, though. That's the thing. <laughs> it's the 80s. No teat was a plot relevant teat. It's also comparing it to Slumber Party Massacre. There's also less nudity than that movie. So don't uh, don't get too excited. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now that everybody's happy, Doug, do you want to drown your sorrows and get really sad and talk about Blood Freak? Blood Freak. It's hard to t- for me to tell you what it's about because I'm not sure if I understood it correctly. <laughs> but so effectively, there's this guy and he goes to. He stops to help some girl or something, ends up going to a party with her. Mentions that he's looking for work, ends up working at this turkey farm um, where they feed him. They end up, they're experimenting on the turkeys, so they end up feeding him turkey that has been experimented on just to see what impact it'll have. Um, but then he he has a bad reaction to that. So they dump what they think is his body in the woods. Cause that's what you would do. Um, seems responsible. Anyway. So he wakes up with a, with a Turkey head, which I don't, <laughs> he wakes up with a Turkey head, goes on a little bit of a killing spree. Uh, and then they kill him and then he wakes up again and we realize that he only had that was all a hallucination he had because he smoked marijuana in this movie and smoking marijuana is bad and you're supposed to pray to God instead of doing that. And now he's learned yeah. his lesson. So he prays and then he gets the girl and lives happily ever after. You, for, you forgot the important uh, plot point that his killing spree was because he now hungers for the blood of drug addicts. Yes, sorry. He needs that drug blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also didn't mention the fact that the director of the film just intermittently shows up on screen to lecture the audience about why you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly seems to be tongue-in-cheek. 
is it? This is what I was wondering. This is the one I said I didn't understand the movie. Is this supposed to be like one of those like anti-drug messages that they're trying to make a little movie out of? Or like kind of like those things that we were talking about that showed up on like on a Kino Cult streaming service where they have these like weird like anti-drug movies and pro whatever. Is it that or is it a parody of that? Either way, it sucks. I I just don't know which one it sucks at. Somehow it's both because, I mean, at the end, whenever he's talking about, you know, giving the final speech of why you shouldn't do drugs, I'm pretty sure he's literally smoking a joint the whole time and, and coughing. And it's just it's just a that's, real weird fucking scene in which yeah. I think that's supposed to be the aha. Uh-huh, it's all a joke moment. My I don't I Let's talk about the one thing in this movie that's good. Uh, the scene the scene where he cuts off the dude's foot with the uh, the, yep. the radial arm saw is fucking great. Yeah. Yes. And that is 30 mm-hmm. seconds of this real long fucking shit fest of a movie. <laughs> by, by real long, you're what is it, like an hour and nine minutes? Oh my god, too long. <laughs> fucking drags. This movie I, would be great. To put on at a party where you're all drinking and laughing and talking and making fun of the movie. No, I disagree. It's going to drain the fun out of that movie. It's going to drain the fun out of that party. I mean, if there's like a riff tracks version of this movie, I bet it's pretty funny. Maybe. Because they have plenty of time to vamp. This movie is like, it's a hard watch. Like, it is a hard watch because we're talking about what? 15 minutes of it where he's running around with a crappy looking turkey head that just looks like a mask he bought and put on and they do nothing else to convert him into a turkey and then he's killing but the rest of it is just real boring poorly acted poorly made scenes of him like working at a turkey factory and fucking going to parties and uh, uh, wow I put this on today in the background while I was working because I knew I needed to watch it in order for us to record today. And it was a struggle to not keep working. I kept thinking, man, I should just go back to these spreadsheets instead of watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It was, Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was, it was a hard, hard watch. And then once he has a turkey head on, you're like, well, at least that's going to hold my attention because it's a guy with a fucking turkey mask on. But it's like, oh, my God, put a little effort into it at least, right? Don't just buy a mask and put it on a guy and expect us to, like, rationally accept that his head has turned into that. Like a mask you would buy at Halloween. Like, it's not how it works. And he could have at least, you know, painted his hands white or something, anything other than fucking just have him look exactly the same but with a mask on. And then most of the kills aren't like there's only whatever three kills. They're they're not really fun to watch. The only part that's good is cutting the guy's leg off with that saw. But even that is like it's 30 seconds of fun, but it's still like a minute and a half long scene. And then we have the drawn out reaction, which is not particularly well executed. That oh, is, my God. So let's I, let's I know you talk enjoyed about it. I know these enjoyed. fucking reactions where they do this multiple times in this movie where they record somebody doing a scream that is not a very convincing or good scream, and then they fucking loop it. And it's clearly the same scream over and over and over and over for like two and a half minutes. You're like, what the fuck? 
I don't know. Like the first time it happened, I thought like they were trying to like, it's like, oh, because you're like drug induced and you're I, I was trying to give the movie way too much credit and thinking like, oh, yeah, like every, it's like this drug induced nightmare. So everything sounds like it's on. I'm like, no, it's just shitty filmmaking is all it is. Uh, like again, yeah, like I under, I would understand reusing a scream if it, if you got like one good scream on audio, so you reused it in a different part of the movie. Like I would say, okay, low budget filmmaking, you got to do what you got to do, but to loop it the way they do, so it's happening over and over again in the same scene is insane. Yeah. Way too long. Like the reaction shouldn't be that long anyway. Let alone should it be the same thing over and over again for that length of time. They had to uh, spread it out to get the movie uh, feature length. I guess because they barely like they barely make it. Like at an hour nine, like calling it a full length movie is debatable. Keeping in mind it's from like seventy two, I think. Like it's not like it's from the thirties when making movies an hour and a an hour and ten minutes was acceptable. They must need to pad it. I mean, like you said, the director shows up multiple times and unconvincingly keeps looking down at his script to read while he uh, does his uh, whatever the fuck he's doing. Monologuing? Exposition dumping? Something? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I had a lot of trouble listening to him, but he's just like, and he's just lecturing you about how you should pray more and shit. Because it's like, it's weird, because like Noah said, at the end, he it's like he's doing drugs while he's telling you not to do drugs, which makes it seem like it's supposed to be a parody. But in the story they tell the guy gets the girl and lives happily ever after when he puts drugs aside and starts praying. So it's not a parody, but I don't know what they were going for. I don't know which of those two things they were going for. I know they were unsuccessful. It's a very frustrating movie to watch. Uh, yeah, this movie is terrible. It's just like I like I I even googled around like is this supposed to be a parody and I couldn't come, like nobody has the answer to that apparently. It just didn't show up anywhere. Apparently, it was like, remade last year. What? No. Uh, I could have sworn that's what it says on the IMDb. That's interesting. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I bet you it's pretty different because. <laughs> Blood Freak 2020. Uh, a dim-witted biker is yeah. transformed into a drug-addicted turkey monster in this remake of the classic 1972 anti-drug film. So they're saying it is an anti-drug film. Directed by Daniel Boyd, whoever the fuck that is. Starring uh, a cast that doesn't have a single person with a picture on the uh, IMTB page. Except for Fast Eddie. Yeah, this seems weird. To be released. I'm looking at the picture and it does not... Look like they really improved the special effects, <laughs> which is problematic. Except it's a black turkey for some reason. Uh, well, the other movie this director made was called Jagoff Massacre. Yeah, that sounds right. So, <laughs> budget five thousand dollars. Okay. Which I mean, to be fair, that's the budget that a remake of this movie would deserve. But come on, man, why would anybody be remaking this movie? I don't know. It's just wrong. But it looks like they did. One of the directors does show up in, in the movie as the narrator. So it looks like they did a pretty shot-for-shot uh, shot remake of this movie. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Oh, good Lord. Um, so this is free on YouTube. I don't think any of us recommend that you go watch it, though. Free is way too uh, I, Yeah. I, it just wasn't a good use of your time. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say. 
Instead, you should watch Blood Rage twice. Uh, if if you're choosing between these two movies, you choose Blood Rage, and then when Blood Rage is over, if you have to choose between these two movies again, definitely watch Blood Rage a second time. <laughs> it's like that's the thing is like neither of these are like professionally well made films that you would could traditionally describe as good if you were talking to a non horror fan, but at least one of them is fun to watch and one of them isn't, and that's you have to know you have to you have to understand that. If you're making a movie and you're not qualified to make a, a quote unquote good movie, you have to make a fun movie. That's the option that's available to you. And that's what you should take because otherwise you end up with blood freak. Just to, how many party scenes were there in blood freak? Just fucking people smoking pot and like really shitty stock music playing in the background that serve no purpose other than to just make a movie because I swear to God, somebody just thought that Turkey had looked good and it doesn't. They were wrong. Hawk, that was frustrating. Thanks for calling the midnight drive-in. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the midnight drive-in on Twitter at MN drive-in pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the midnight drive-in at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Alright, what did everybody watch? Watched a thing or two. Uh, watched the Muppet uh, Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I was a little I was a little disappointed. Normally uh Muppet movies are of a higher quality than that one was. Although as usual there's just an absolute cavalcade of uh cameos by people. But yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a thing. I don't know if I can recommend it or not. <laughs> well, that sounds like a really happy endorsement. Yeah. It's like it's, it it exists. I can confirm that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I enjoyed bits and pieces of it, but I think I enjoyed those bits and pieces of it strictly because it's Muppets. Yeah. And I like the Muppets, but the, the movie is objectively not good. You know who I feel like doesn't like Muppets? Disney. That might be true. And he doesn't like the Muppets? Yeah. Ever since they got them, they have not done a super good project with them. I don't think they're capable. I think the Muppets might be one of those things that are best left in the past. I don't know if you can recapture the glory of the Muppets. Well, I yeah. think part part of the greatness of the Muppets was the fact that Jim Henson was a fucking genius. Yeah. In just with him dead, it's it's just fucking. Dumb. Maybe someday there's going to be some other Muppet guy. <laughs> Who will be as as brilliant as Jim Henson was, but I don't know who or when that's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I think though too, there was like a the Muppets existed in a time where entertainment could be for both kids and adults, and that's not really the world we live in anymore. So I just don't know that you can make a Muppets movie that is strictly a kids movie that anyone's going to enjoy, like the part of the charm of them was like they were doing they were hitting that sweet spot where both the parents and the kids would laugh and now you're not allowed to do that 
or not able to do that or whatever. Yeah. I still kind of want to see it, but yeah, me too. I'll probably still watch it at some point. <laughs> so moving on from there, I also watched a movie this week and, uh, I, I'm not joking whenever I think that there's something wrong with my brain. I can't no, remember okay. what fucking movie it was that I watched. I just remember watching a movie and at the end being like, oh yeah, I should write this down so I can talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> and now I remember thinking that thought, but not what movie I watched, which is strange. I don't even know how to react to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm concerned that I may have a tumor or something. My memory is all of a sudden not very good. I don't know if it's ever been super great. Specifically on this show? Specifically on this show, yeah. But it used to be better. I don't know. Well, because the tumor has been getting bigger since we started this show. Yeah, that's probably it. It was probably already there. It's just gotten worse. Uh, But besides that, uh, still watching What We Do in the Shadows. Mm -hmm. Which, god damn it, it's still real good. How far are you? Uh, I'm, I'm up to date. Okay. So we just watched season finale right before uh, jumped on here. So I'm bummed it's over, but right. at least I know I bummed it's over for the season, I guess. I am happy to know that it got renewed before the first episode of the season even aired. So yeah, I, I hope they keep making it forever. I don't disagree. It's so, The season finale was real fucking good, especially because they brought back all the side characters and stuff. I'm really, I'm really into the half a Baron and uh, uh, whatever he's called, the progenitor. <laughs> Every time they're on screen, it's real fucking funny. Uh, it's because half the Baron is uh, Doug Jones, and Doug Jones is delightful. Right. Uh, all right, what did you watch, Doug? Uh, I did not watch any of those things. I I did rewatch The Last Man on Earth, mm. which is the, the Vincent Price take on uh, I Am Legend. And I've I've always liked it, but I haven't watched it in a couple of years. And I gotta say it, like it holds up really well. If anyone hasn't seen it and you're a fan of that story, or you have seen the other film versions and thought, oh, there's some interesting ideas there. Too bad they didn't make a good movie about it. They did. It's called Last Man on Earth. It's from like 1962. It's Vincent Price before he went campy when he was still a serious actor. Um I don't know. I everything about it works for me. That weirdly, like the voiceover stuff is really uh, well done, which is something that would usually drive you nuts in a movie, especially a movie from that era. And there's a ton of it, but it still works. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you guys have seen it, I'm t- I, I assume at some point. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Did we watch it for the show? Maybe. <laughs> I've seen it so many times that I wouldn't remember. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. It's the one thing I I did notice this time too is like first time I've watched it since having lived through a pandemic and it is like in the flashback scenes to the early days where things are just falling apart. It's totally like guys holding up a like um, things with conspiracy theories and the scientists are like, no, you got to do what we say and stop trying to spread these. And I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. They knew. <laughs> It's stuff like that was kind of interesting to see how close they got it. Um, not exactly, but you know, closer than I thought. So I thought that was fun. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, the, the ending is the closest thing to the book we've had yet. I don't know why the other versions have been so kind of scared of it, but especially that, that Will Smith version, man, that had so much potential, but yes, no, me, I'm, I just, I, yeah, I'm such a, I'm such a fan of this original story and I just wish they'd make like a really truly faithful adaptation of it, which yeah, I, I don't know why they won't, but yeah, I don't either. I love this story and uh, I think uh, uh, I agree. I think this is the best version of it. And the other two do weird things to it that make it uh, not as good. Yep. That Will Smith version, the first half of it is so good when they're actually sticking to the story. And then it just completely falls apart where they give up on the story. It's like, maybe I should have uh, figured that out. But the butterfly, Doug. Fuck the butterfly. Butterfly. Yeah. I don't, I'm mad at you for saying that now. So clear. It's trying to see if we Anyways. did it on the show, and I, there's we definitely done so many goddamn episodes. I can't even tell. No, I don't. I don't have a clue. I tried to count how many episodes we've done one day, but I got bored from counting. That's how high we are up. So I, I was thinking we did it on the Vincent Price episode, right? With the uh, with the fly, right? Uh, no, because that was a double fly episode. That was the Vincent Price version, and then the Cronenberg version. Oh, yeah. We did the Cronenberg version of The Fly on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> so I'm assuming it just says The Fly and The Fly. And so I'm assuming that's what makes sense. Oh, you never know. It's us. We might have done some weird, you know, 1970s movie called The Fly that we all forget. Yeah. It's like some. Uh... Some like black exploitation movie. We had no idea. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I don't see Last Man on Earth in here, but I'm also kind of scrolling through, so maybe, maybe not. We can, we, we can always we can always do it on the show, so we can have a more in depth discussion when we've all seen yeah. it. Um, don't have to twist my arm, but yeah, Since just maybe we did. The other thing, God, we did, but once again, I probably got a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> tumors making me remember shit that didn't happen no. I don't know. Uh, we are we are getting close to episode 200 if you wanted to know you said you weren't sure so yeah are we going to celebrate episode 200 in some way I mean we should but it's also us so we'll probably forget until after we record it alright fair enough um, you guys want to know the other thing I watched this week or do you want to go on this tangent more yeah, let's go. Let's go with what you watched. It's probably more interesting. All right. Yeah, it's it is interesting and it's really good. Uh, I went and saw Antlers in theater. Uh, as did I. Is, oh, you did. Okay. I I really liked it. Um, I went in pretty much blind. I was it was literally Halloween night. I got home after like trick or treating and was like looking for something to watch, and I had my computer open like looking looking for something I look, thought I was looking for something on a streaming service. And I saw this and went, Oh, maybe I, maybe I should go to that. <laughs> so a, I just got up and went to it. It's a Wendigo movie, right? It is. Uh, and that I, is correct. And, uh, I, uh, I gotta say like, I've, when we talked about ravenous, which I think is an episode that actually 
never got released for one reason or another. Um, I told you guys, like, I've always wanted a good Wendigo movie, and we've never really gotten one. And here we finally do. We finally get this <laughs> a good movie about this Wendigo character, which is, um, it's, I don't know how to say, like, the performances are solid. The atmosphere is great. It's a slow-moving, like, real horror movie. They don't just turn it into an action movie. There's these themes that are underlying it about, like, abuse and how the the abuse victim will try to protect the abuser. And they're there if you want to think about them, but they don't overshadow the storytelling. Um, so you don't, you can just kind of, like, go with it as a horror movie if that's what you prefer. I thought that the makeup effects were really good. Like, like there's the one kid who's supposed to have been like on his own for a while and not getting proper nourishment and shit. And they do such a good job of putting like just enough makeup on him to make him look like he's like sickly without overdoing it. And I, I fucking loved it. I have minor complaints about the climax of the film, but other than that, I thought it was just great. Did, what did you think, Brian? Uh, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. The atmosphere is really good. Uh, Del Toro is a producer on it, so I was already excited to see it. Yep. Um, yeah. So it does a really good job all, of, be, of being, has a really good job of keeping the same consistency all the way through. So like yep. you said, it, it doesn't ramp up into an action movie out of nowhere. It, Literally, is just regular people having to deal with this crazy situation. So, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought, I thought the idea too of having, so the main character, which is what's her name, is it Carrie Russell? Is that her name? Yeah. Um, so she's like, you know, she's got a backstory that we don't get into in depth, but we know that there's some damage there, and. Uh, she's the one dealing with this kid because she's a teacher, but I thought the idea of making her brother, the local sheriff was a really, it was, it's so simplistic, but it brings all of these necessary characters together in a believable and logical way that I just, you don't have to have this teacher trying to join the police force to fucking be involved in the investigation. She's literally like going home and like at dinner telling her brother, like some fucked up shit happened with this kid at school. We got to look into this, you know? And he's like, because he's her brother and because they live together, he's able to just get, it feels natural when he's like giving her information that police probably shouldn't be giving out about other people in the town and stuff like it, little things like that, that they just, it made it a a believable story, even though it's about a Wendigo. Even just the stuff uh, before they get into the supernatural part of it, where they're just talking and he's like, she says something. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that kid's dad. He's he's a problem. Yeah. I arrest him a lot. And they're like, well, why isn't he still in jail? And he brings up the sort of the, the weird gray, like, okay, if I send him into, if I, if we send him to jail, then what happens to his two kids? And everybody's sort yep. of like, I guess, but he's doing a lot of bad stuff. And he's like, I know, but what can we fucking do about it? Yeah, like I, I found a lot of that stuff believable. I thought the setting it in the like it's, it's supposed to be Oregon, I guess, and mm-hmm. it's like you know the the kind of the small town that had like one industry and the industry is gone, so the town is kind of dying. I thought that was a a great 
atmosphere for this type of movie to take place in. I thought that worked really well. And it, you know, and obviously it just, it also gave them a big abandoned, abandoned mind to have as a set piece. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked that idea. And it had that, that small town feel of it. Like you say, a sheriff who doesn't just arrest people by the book, a sheriff who actually like there's scenes where he has to evict families and he's like, feels bad about it, but it's just his job. He's got to go do it kind of thing. Yeah. All that stuff, all that stuff. Just, it felt, it felt right for this type of story to bring something like a Wendigo into a modern day setting. Um, I really, I, yeah, I, the whole movie, I loved it. I like that you mentioned that Del Toro was a producer on it. Cause did the, uh, when the kids were all like sick and kind of, um, twisted looking, did they kind of remind you of the ghosts from Devil's Backbone? Oh, they totally. did me. Yeah. I like those. Those children look like the living version of those ghosts from that <laughs> other movie that I really like. So yeah. like, that's fun. Um, yeah. yeah, I like when Del Toro produces stuff because even though it, it's obvious he's not like super hands on, like he lets the director do what they need to do. I feel like it. He probably still does offer suggestions for stuff, and so his sort of vision for stuff still does worm its way into it even in yeah. just like the little pieces it seems to be like there's a balance there like whether yeah. he just knows how to hire the right people to tell the right stories or what it is he's doing i don't know but you, there's definitely a feeling to stuff that he produces which is kind of unusual that's not usually the case um but yeah and it, and it works really well in this case yeah yeah i took uh can i give a friend of mine was coming over, which I'll get into when we talk, when I talk about other stuff I watch and, uh, we were going to watch something, but then I'm like, Hey, this is playing at five. Do you want to go see this? And he had never even heard of it. So he didn't look That's anything awesome. up. He just went in blind. He's like, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, well, it looks like it might make you pee your pants. Cause he's admitted, <laughs> admitted that he is a giant, uh, giant wuss for some things. So we went and unfortunately it was the, uh, I did not know until after we were already in that it was the open captioning screening of it. So we got to watch the movie with subtitles, even though we didn't need to. That wouldn't be too bad though. It, it wasn't, but they do, uh, so, cause they also describe like background noises. So there were a couple oh. scenes that were a little spoiled by, well, or warning. The sound in this movie is actually really effective. It's something we didn't mention. Um, there's a couple of scenes where, like, I guess minor spoiler alert, but when there's like some characters that are sick, they're in the process of transforming into these evil beings, um, and they're locked up. And so you get people who are like coming to the house to see what's wrong. And you hear the noise in the background and like the distance of these guys trying to get through this door and stuff. And it's very effective. I think you yeah. see the, and again, because you've got solid performances, you get a lot of the like people who are just reacting to this, like scared shitless. And you're like, yeah, you should be like, it's <laughs> that's the correct way to be reacting to this right now. Um, yeah. 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 The movie's really good. It's real atmosphere. It's real gory when it needs to be. And, uh, yeah. It's real creepy, so I would definitely recommend going to check yeah, it out. I do have kid. Do you want to hear my one complaint about it? It's just it's spoilery sure. though. That's the only concern I have. 
So give me a minute here, folks. <laughs> but yeah, the um, in the climax of the movie, when she goes down into that fucking mine looking for the kids, sure. and she comes across this Wendigo, and there's a dead bear there. It's eating it. And yeah. then Carrie Russell fights it and wins, and it does, just doesn't seem hard enough for her to beat a thing <laughs> that just killed a bear. And like, it looks cool and everything, but I'm like, it's, it just killed that bear. If it was the bear versus Carrie Russell, I would still put the money on the bear. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it just, it feels like she needed to do something a little more clever or whatever to, to yeah. defeat it. I don't know. She has but, some assistance from the 12 year old boy, but even so I feel like this monster could eat them both if it wanted to. But the bear didn't know you have to tear its heart out. I guess. <laughs> no, I could see it. It didn't bother me in the moment just because I was into the movie, but yeah. yeah, I could see that being a problem. I don't know. It was, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I think it's because when it showed the bear, I'm like, Oh look, it's eating a bear. Like I got excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately it's like, but can't take this chick. She was on Felicity. <laughs> she was in Mission Impossible 3. All right. <laughs> she, she she died, but... Yeah, I don't remember Mission Impossible 3 that well. I don't know if I ever saw it, to be honest. But that's my like uh, only complaint about the movie, and it's pretty... Because yeah. then after that, the, the post-climax, like the, the wrap-up scene, is really, really good. Yeah. Um, but it's just the, her and the kid and uh, Jesse Plemons there. He's such a good actor. And he is. That whole thing is just, that whole ending is really well done. Um, yeah, definitely little, recommend. A little bit dark, a little yeah. bit depressing. Yeah, the movie's oh, a huge sure. recommend. I hope for more sure. people are seeing it, because I saw it in, a, in an empty theater. I was literally yeah. the only person in the theater. Yeah. So, as were we. We were the only people there. So, we had a good time, so we could kind of, you know, talk to each other. While I was going, Holy shit, what is that? Or even like, oh look, it's fucking eating a bear. Yeah, I could have, I could have yelled to the screen if I wanted to. There was nobody for me to bug. Just mildly <laughs> awkward. Yourself, so. but uh, yeah, that is all I watched this week. Apparently, oh, well, technically, I re, I rewatched uh, Trick or Treat. I was, yeah. I put it on, I put it on one night so it would play while I was falling asleep, and then I just couldn't fall asleep with that movie playing. So I was just, <laughs> I was just up till it was over. Uh, I oh, missed well. my my annual viewing. I was too busy this weekend. Yeah, so. I was I, I was going to. That's why I put it on at night to go to sleep like that. Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it if I don't do this. But oh well, <laughs> it was worth it. Uh, all right. Well, my friend came over, like I said, because the last time he had been over, right before he left, he just casually dropped. Oh yeah, I've never seen Return of the Living Dead before. And I was like, what? Almost because I was, I had, to, he had to leave so I could record with you guys one time. And uh, I was like, I may just have to cancel the show. But I tell him, you've never seen Return of the Living Dead. I think they'll understand. <laughs> but decided to wait. So after we went and saw Antlers, we went and had dinner. And then he uh, came over and we watched Return of the Living Dead, which is still utterly fantastic. Yeah, oh, uh, that holds up, does it? Oh yeah. Still super great. Still loved it. Um, he, uh, he thoroughly enjoyed it and he was like, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, he says, I don't think I like, I don't like how these zombies are, are like talking and stuff. And he just, I mean, he was saying it like in a positive way. Like there's, he was just like, no, this isn't mm-hmm. right. 
zombies aren't supposed to react this way. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time with it. And then I told him, uh, part two is kind of hit or miss. Some people really like it. Some other people don't. Uh, and then personally, I really like part three and then parts four and five are utter garbage. Don't even waste your time. Yeah. I haven't seen four or five. They just, I could tell that they weren't going to make my life better. So no. And one of them has a really good idea that they completely ruin because in one of them, uh, people start, people start using, uh, trioxin as like a party drug, which I feel okay. like could, could have some interesting ideas, but of course they did nothing with it. And it was a God awful movie. So, I mean, good ideas do not a good film make, um, I'd rather see a well-made idea, a well-made no, film without good ideas than a poorly made film with uh, lots of good ideas in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, those two are really, really bad. It's to the point that, uh, I remember years ago, somebody was selling the movie rights and a copy of the movie on 35 millimeter on eBay for $10,000. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Which so, uh, that's it how feels like it feels like though that's a good deal still. Like I feel like you could get it on some shitty streaming service and make your ten grand back. Maybe maybe if you uh, if you uh, con a bunch of people into accidentally watching it on the streaming service. God, I, don't I don't really know how. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it works either. But. Uh, so then. Uh, I've, I realized uh, like, oh, uh, cause we were watching on voodoo and I'm like on voodoo, you can make like lists and stuff. Like he, like I have all, like it's like Terminator, like all the Terminator movies, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. So you kind of combine them all up and make lists of whatever you want. So me and my friend went through my digital movie collection. Like, all right, what kind of stuff do I need to correct that you've never seen before? So we, made a list so we wouldn't forget and i could just i could just uh hop onto the list and rectify some of his uh failings of movie watching but unfortunately during this he just again throws out oh yeah i've never seen critters before i'm like what and again this is somebody who said he loves b b level horror movies and then says stuff like, I've never seen Return of the Living Dead or Critters. That's so <sighs> weird. Yeah. So those got added to the list. And I'm like, well, next time you come over, we'll watch a Critters. Because shit like that won't stand. Uh, then the other, the last thing I watched, um, me and Amanda's wedding anniversary was on Halloween. So we actually went out Saturday night to, you know, have dinner and stuff. Because uh, we, it turns out we were going to be too busy on Sunday to do all that stuff. And so we had dinner. We weren't sure what we were going to do after that. And she's like, well, is there any good movies out? And I was like, as a matter of fact, there is. So we went and saw last night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's new movie. Right. Uh, loved this movie. It's an absolutely gorgeous movie. Soundtrack's amazing. Um, just, I don't know. I loved everything about it. It's not, uh, it's not like antlers where you you have a weird mood the whole time and you're feeling terrified, but, uh, he's compared it to like, this is his version of a giallo, which okay. I can sort of see. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked it. It's this girl from a small town in England who goes to London to go to fashion, like a fashion school or program or whatever. And she's at first stuck in the dorm and her roommate is completely terrible. Um, so she decides to rent a, rent a, like rent a room somewhere else. And when she does this, she starts having weird visions. Cause as we find out earlier in the movie, she could, uh, she has a gift where she can see ghosts, but it's not like six sense type stuff. It's just like, we're made aware that her mother died when she was younger. And just before her acceptance letter shows up, her mom appears behind her in like her mirror. And she's like, Oh, it's good news. And the, you know, she, she's like, is it good news? And the mom just smiles. So she runs downstairs and checks and turns out of this. So I mean, it's little stuff like that, but she starts having these weird dreams where she's transported back to the sixties in London, specifically a woman who lived in this room. And she starts like almost becoming like obsessed with whatever, uh, life this one was leading like she'll rush home to go to bed so she can have another weird dream where she sort of gets transported to to whatever happened but then like everything starts getting darker and darker and then some bad shit goes down and it turns out uh, a lot of stuff was unresolved in the 60s so she's trying to figure out what happened and uh, who may be involved and what she can do about it and uh Per usual, shit goes crazy, and uh, like I said, it looks gorgeous. The soundtrack is awesome. Most of the music is like '60s pop songs, like, but it's not stuff that like sort of everybody knows. And yeah, I thought it was really good. It's just interesting watching some of these filmmakers that we, you know, we were in our 20s when they started making stuff, and just watching them like sort of mature into really interesting filmmakers because. Well, it definitely, you can definitely feel some Edgar Wright flourishes. It doesn't feel like Shaun of the Dead or something. Like it feels like its own thing, which is interesting. That's cool. It's the idea of it having a different feel to it altogether, but I don't know. That's, I, I like filmmakers who, you know, it's their work, but you also, it doesn't feel like they're repeating themselves, which is yeah. difficult to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple shots, uh, when she's first sort of, um, you know, walking up to her dorm and stuff and trying to figure out where's my room, who are all these people that you can like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you can feel like, okay, that's definitely, this is definitely like an Edgar Wright shot or whatever and everything. But then, uh, yeah, the rest of the movie just feels completely different. So, so highest recommends for me. It's uh, I should be- see that. Yeah, it's a super beautiful movie. Um, the story I thought was pretty decent, and uh, I just thought it was an interesting way to tell a story because he's definitely using special effects, like visual effects, like really well. Because when she's in the dream, you'll see uh, was it Anya Taylor Joy, the girl from Split. She's the woman from the sixties. So you'll see her moving around and you know, she's the one we're kind of watching, but if you see a reflection in a mirror or something, it'll be the girl from present day and you'll see her just kind of watching everything that's going on. 
so they find some really cool like ways to fit that in and stuff so it's really cool sounds interesting yeah worth a watch especially if you uh says you know he says it's like his giallo movie um and obviously it's got a little bit more supernatural stuff i mean some of them do so that's perfectly fine but it's definitely got a lot more supernatural to it than your usual giallos here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future noah what did you decide we're doing next week uh, I figured we could get back to some uh, animated stuff and do uh, heavy traffic and cool world. All right. Saw Cool World a long time ago, but I barely remember anything about it. Ever seen heavy traffic? Uh, yeah, I don't know what these are. It's more Ralph Bakshi stuff. Cool World came out after Roger Rabbit, and it also combines like animation and live action oh okay i think i know i think it yeah it's like it's with, weirdly it's like kim basinger in that kim basinger and then brad pitt yeah. okay so well, i'm definitely interested in rewatching it and i haven't watched it in 20 plus years probably so yeah we'll see how these go i have no idea what i'm getting into next week so maybe they'll be good <laughs> well none of them will be blood freak that's for sure well, everybody's just silent and praying. I hope they're not blood freak. I hope they're not blood freak. Sorry. I'm Everyone's like half just, asleep. Just, I'm so tired. This is why you don't remember oh. stuff because you're tired all the time. That's, that's probably it. This is what I'm going to remind you. You don't suddenly week. remember that movie. Yeah. This is why I remind you the next week we're recording on Monday. Yes. Doug has, Doug has vacation or whatever. So don't forget. Which means probably that no one will forget. forget yeah, what? there's no chance. Yep. No <laughs> there's no chance of us starting on time next Monday because that would require everyone to remember. I was like, oh shit, I only watched one of the movies again. Since it's, since it's ones you're, you picked, you'd be really disappointed. Barry. Although I probably don't need to watch Cool World again to know the vast majority of it. I've seen it several times. Yeah. Do you anticipate me liking it? Just out of curiosity. It's uh, <laughs> a while now. You should. <laughs> I have, I I have a real hard time judging whether or not somebody's going to like Cool World. It's it's its own thing. I enjoyed it a lot. But were you on a lot of drugs when you've watched? No. Define a lot. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.